Hi guys, welcome to The Headphone Show. For today's video, I have an interview with Sankar from Odyssey that I did at CanJam New York. For those of you guys unaware, Odyssey is a company that makes crazy high-end, high-performance planar magnetic headphones. And while their headphones normally come in at the higher price range, like the $1,000 plus stuff, They've recently been releasing a number of headphones that come in at a significantly more modest price. The recently released LCD-1 is a very popular, smaller form factor, more portable planar headphone that comes in right at around $400. And while that's been a very well-received headphone, it's also an open back. And I think everybody has been asking for a closed back version of the same thing. I got to ask Sankar about this, and he actually had an LCD-1 closed back prototype that he was showing off to us at the show. And I've covered that actually in a previous video, which many of you guys may have already seen, uh, but I will summarize it here. Well, now we got the cops after us again. They don't want us releasing information about the LCD-1 Closed. The LCD-1 Closed is going to be a wireless headphone that you can also plug in with USB or analog. This headphone won't have the custom head tracking stuff that their other wireless headphone, the Odyssey Mobius, had, which is meant more for the gaming audience. Uh, but this one will still have access to the Reveal Plus plug-in, which is basically an EQ profile for their headphones. And because the LCD-1 Closed is going to be a wireless headphone, it's going to have a minimum of a 60-hour battery life and so that means this is really geared to be that sort of portable audiophile crossover headphone that straddles between the consumer grade stuff and the really high-end stuff. I'm really excited for this because it's another example of planar technology being put into something that also now includes some of the features that many of the consumer oriented audiences care more about. And while I personally would have wanted this to be a wired closeback headphone, maybe something more for like field recording or pro use, I'm still excited to see what they do with this and how this this gets implemented. Because if the LCD-1 Open has told us anything, it's that it has a very capable driver in there. And I'm told that the LCD-1 Closed is going to have a very similar driver. Now, obviously, it can't be the same one because they're closing it off for starters, but then they're also making a wireless. So they, they got to add, they got to figure out how to add all that stuff in there without, you know, uh, impacting the sound quality. So it's a tweaked version of that driver, as far as I understand. And keep in mind that all of my comments here are still preliminary. We don't actually have a proper release date for it, and we don't have an official name yet for it either. It could be the LCD-1 Closed, but it could be something else entirely. But apart from the LCD-1 Closed, I asked Sankar a number of things about the rest of the Odyssey lineup. One of the things that I think Odyssey is really leading the charge on is the introduction of EQ profiles and digital signal processing for their headphones. Basically, they'll tune their headphones to sound as good as they possibly can, and then there are tweaks that can be done in software afterwards to simulate a certain room, to simulate a certain environment. And for us audiophiles, I think there's actually a really good reason to latch onto this approach because I think it would allow for any headphone to be dramatically improved as well, as long as people are willing to be meticulous about the frequency response targets that they're aiming for. And I think Odyssey is. They are trying to aim for a very specific sound signature with this stuff. So I'll let Sangar tell you all about that and also just what he thinks about planar technology in general and how things are going to move forward in the future. Once again, let me know down in the comments if you like this kind of stuff. If you do, consider subscribing. If you don't want to do that, that's fine too. Uh, but without further ado, I give you Sankar from Odyssey. So first question for you, Sankar, would be, uh, you just released the LCD-1 recently. Uh -huh. How's the reception been? For, good, good. Uh, it's really probably good. one of our fastest selling headphones so far. Yeah. Is, do you think that's because of the form factor or the... Uh, both, right? Also, accessibility, the price point is a little lower. Um, yeah. And also, it comes with all the software tools like uh, Reveal Plus and stuff for mastering engineers. Do you... So, uh, 
do you think a lot of people are aware of the Reveal Plus, or is this Not still something that still, people... We are still rolling out the, yeah. you know, as we iron out some of it. It's a fairly new product. It's also yeah. quite radical and mm -hmm. in, in radically different. Uh, so um, I think there is a little bit of an educational thing that we have to do. So we had amazing reception during NAM, yeah. and I think that will actually continue. Uh, I mean, it's a product for the long term, you know, yeah. with custom HRTFs, custom rooms, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so one of the things that I, I've always found interesting about the Reveal Plus, and not just in the LC1, but in the, uh, the Cypher cables and all of this, uh, is that it seems like you know Odyssey is really pushing the boundaries on digital signal processing uh, in audiophile uh, headphones. Uh, yeah. Is this just part of what you think is the best design philosophy for getting to ultimately to the best sound? So, so you know, um, it's not just our headphones. Almost every headphone will run into some physical limitations and stuff, right? Yeah. So, so the question is, is you know, in some circles, people do not want DSP. Some, you know, but but when we talk to most uh, audio engineers and sound engineers, they are very open to this idea. Yeah. So initially, uh, if you look at it, our LCDX still is one of our best-selling products. And almost, you know, mostly we sell to the pro audio crowd on LCDX, right? Mm -hmm. And even the LCD one to an extent. So, um, you know, and, and the biggest problem in in uh, um, the pro audio world is all these guys are traveling all the time, mm -hmm. right? And they need a reference sound quality that they can carry along with them. So that's the reason they started getting into our headphones in the beginning. And um, so, so after talking, you know, talking to them, the, our goal was to figure out how do we recreate the acoustics of a studio in a headphone, mm -hmm. right? So um, so what we were trying to do was, you know, if you look at um, accurate reproduction of 3D audio, you have to put a microphone inside your ear, and then you get the room mm -hmm. and the speaker, the room and speaker, and yeah. the HRTF all in one file. Mm -hmm. But that's um, not a scalable solution, right? You can make it for few sound engineers in a few rooms, but it's not something that we can go sell to everybody. So what we wanted to do was, could we decouple that process? Can we make the room and the speakers independent mm -hmm. of the HRTF? So that's how we ended up working with Embody on the custom HRTF solution. Mm -hmm. So um, we initially have released the two rooms, I think Warren Hart's room in LA and Carlos de Garza's room, and then also another studio space. Mm -hmm. uh, our goal is to have eventually other acoustic spaces like cars and other things, or clubs. So a DJ or somebody who's traveling in the hotel room uh, can at least get an idea. It's mm -hmm. not like we are saying you can completely get your studio, but we can at least make it uh, the transition easier so that when they take their final stuff to your studio, it translates very well. So that was the main reason. So when you guys are, are determining the frequency response for these different rooms, you're actually you're actually going to these rooms. Yes, and, and we work actually... with the engineer. Like, yeah, uh, okay. For example, Warren Hart. Uh, or Carlos Igasa's room, yeah. we went with them, we worked with them to figure yeah. out it's, because, see, many of them are, cu are customers, yeah. and we are solving a pain point for them, mm -hmm. right? So they are happy to work with us, and they approve these things. So if you look at the Resolve Plus, you will have their information also in the room, yeah. uh, and those kinds. I'm but, not fully sure if it's yeah. uh, too audiophile-centric at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons we haven't pushed it too much into the audiophile realm, but I think there is a crossover. Yeah, right? that's, that's what so I'm thinking. So there is yeah. some people who are a little bit 
foot in both uh, yeah. areas and i think for them it will be very interesting do you do you see you know the, the industry kind of going in this direction where uh, i was talking with, with metal about this as well where you know it seems like for a lot of manufacturers they will release a headphone and then and then that's just the sound that it has and they don't you know try and do any of dsp uh, whereas you know with you guys it's, it seems like there's a we're going to get it you know as, as good as we can we're going to make it you know uh, whatever the frequency response ends up being as good as we can and then with the reveal plus you can tune it you can have that extra you know flavor for you know whatever right. audio i think that's true for any headphone to us uh, we didn't see any harm because yeah. our, you know we want to make our headphone sound as good as out of the box yeah. right yeah. Um, so we, we will put every effort to make it as good as possible yeah. and then if there is some tools that we can release and people who are interested in it can use it, mm -hmm. that's better for us uh, because also it gives us a stickiness factor. So it's, uh, I mean, there's a comfort in knowing that if you buy an Odyssey headphone, you not only get the Odyssey headphone, but you, you now have access to the way that all of the software and, and everything. And, and, and what and, and I see it as a common R&D, right? Yeah. So in fact, all these things started with a product we call Blackbox. Mm. Uh, we actually, there's actually a thread on HeadFi on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> So we made a full-fledged desktop class DSP box mm -hmm. in I think, 2014 or 15. Yeah. And what you could do is you can go in, uh, pretty much it had a software tool with it, and you can with a pencil kind of tool, you can pretty much draw any curve you want. And it'll basically compute the difference between that curve and the headphone curve and do a convolution and actually run it in DSP in real time. That's fascinating. And uh, we actually, uh, but it was part of our R&D thing. But some of those things trickled into the cipher cable, mm -hmm. right? Some into the uh, Mobius headphone mm -hmm. uh, to reveal plus and everything. So then, without the DSP, even even looking back, even before reveal was you know, something you guys were, were doing, uh, something like the LCD2, the original or the LCD2 F. Um, what would you say was the target you guys were aiming for with with? So, so our uh, goal always has been to make it like a good sounding. Uh, yeah. Uh, room, in a well-treated room, well -treated right? room. That, that's yeah. our goal always. So yeah. even before LCD2, we had our reference sound, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at it in the uh, Sean Olive's 2013 paper, yeah. mm -hmm. you can see that the, one of the most preferred headphones was the LCD2. Right. It was by far the most preferred one, yeah, yeah. right? And so, so uh, we knew we were in the right path. Mm -hmm. So the evolution of the curve is what we have today, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, and it hasn't changed significantly mm -hmm. from the initial days. We think that's still a good sound that we want to achieve. Uh, it's not, not very fatiguing, not too sharp, and um, a very good release. And, so, and what you would get in a good speakers from a, in a good room. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's still our goal. And yeah. we still have the same set of reference speakers yeah. in our office yeah, yeah. Uh, that we have had for almost 10 years now. I, I want to ask about the LCD4 because in my mind that's still you know the the detail king of okay. <laughs> any yeah. headphone. Yeah. Um, so so we make no, we are a little different actually even compared to every other company planar company here mm -hmm. because we make our own film, mm -hmm. we cast our own film, mm -hmm. we make our own magnets, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So most companies probably buy the driver from somebody else, right? And we but we go in and design our own transducers from scratch. Um, so, and we also have our own magnetic structures and stuff with Fluxar that we are very proud of, you know, yeah, because yeah. we can get almost twice the efficiency of any planar with the same magnetic mm -hmm. uh, circuit. So, um, 
when we start out to design a headphone, basically we want to push the boundaries on what we have done in the previous generation. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it, LCD 2 was 2010, mm -hmm. LCD 3 was 2012, uh, LCD 3, uh, LCD uh, 4 was 2016, mm -hmm. uh, 15, end of 15, 16. So just iterating and improving on every, yeah. every... And it's not like we want to just go in and create a new yeah. headphone. And, I mean, if you look at it, LCD 2 is still one of our best-selling headphones and sure. it's almost 10 years old. Yeah, right? Yeah. But so it's, it's a good headphone will stand its test. It's not like we need to rinse, repeat, rinse and create a new version yeah, all yeah. the time. So. What would you say is the biggest challenge for creating something like an LCD 4 where it's, uh, I mean, it ends up being, again, an iteration, but it ends up being one of the most detailed headphones that you So, I mean, there are a lot of challenges, you know. LCD 4 is still quite heavy. So I would love yeah. to make it a little bit less heavier. Mm -hmm. um, also a little bit easier to drive. Mm -hmm. LCD-4s also have very, very thin film, and mm -hmm. the amount of metal on it is also very low. So we have to put a lot more flux to make it efficient. A stronger magnets. Stronger magnets, mm -hmm. so that adds to the weight. Mm -hmm. So it's always a balancing thing, trying to figure out where would be the right point to do. Yeah. So. Do you, last question, do you, uh, where do you see the upper end of like high-end flagship headphones going? As far as performance, like, do you see now the LCD4 as something that you are trying, you want to iterate on and do the next yes. yeah, yeah. We will always try to do keep, it. Keep going. Yeah, we will always come, you know, so at any point, we are always running six to eight R&D projects. Right. right. And many of them never, we never release them. Yeah. Right. Um, and, but, but some of them are really quite different from what we have done. But, and, but uh, so the... What you're saying is there's more to give still from you know nanoscale planar tech as far yeah, as yeah. performance it, and it's very uh, there's a lot more a lot more uh, yeah a lot yeah. more things that you could do um, and even so so the LCD two the, even the original LCD two was a little bit ahead of its time the mm -hmm. diaphragms were very thin even in the original LCD two mm -hmm. um, and I see even now the newer planar some of the other things are still way more heavier right? yeah so so there's there's plenty of uh, room for innovation mm -hmm. um, and also we can we would like to make planars more and more efficient because with Bluetooth and other things mm -hmm. we want to get um, I mean it's not possible to compete with uh, phone speakers in terms of efficiency but we want to at least get close mm -hmm. uh, to it um, in our new one of our new headphones we get almost 60 hours of battery life easily mm -hmm. so those kind of things. well that'll be exciting <laughs> Alrighty, well thank you so much Thanks. Sankar we'll uh, let you get back to it